This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. You're listening to episode 95. I'm a survivor! Of the In Between podcast, where you'll discover ideas to build a strong, connected, and joy-filled marriage and family. My name is Daniel M. And I'm Christina M. And you're a survivor. <laughs> or survivor. <Exactly. laughs> I'm not gonna give up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe that should be like our theme song from now on until all of this is over, right? Oh, who knows? <laughs> yes. Maybe that should just be our theme song indefinitely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, the one thing that is the same is that everything is different. Mm-hmm. Isn't that right, Daniel? Yeah, this quote has never rang truer than the times that we're living in with coronavirus, COVID-19, quarantine, social... What is it? Social distancing? I think they're trying to call it physical distancing now. <laughs> okay, okay. Because we can still be social on social media. I think that's what go. they're trying to say. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> keep the social going. Keep the physical yeah, okay. there not you go. going. I don't there know. There you go. And no moist talking. <laughs> Gotta love our prime minister. <laughs> yes, exactly. So for us, uh, schools have closed indefinitely and we're quote unquote forced to homeschool. Church is now online. We're social distance, socially distancing ourselves or physically distancing ourselves out of respect for those who are immune compromised. Our trips and vacations are canceled. <laughs> oh, yes. Birthday parties are postponed or now that they're like drive-by birthday parties. Have you seen those? <laughs> These fun after-school activities are put on hold. And money is just a little bit tight, isn't mm-hmm, it? Mm-hmm. Well, being an extrovert, I'm having... A- difficult time wafting between self-pity and living a life I didn't choose, but also wanting to find new ways to connect with others. At first, I initially thought this would be easier for introverts like Daniel, but you being an introvert, you shed some really good truth into this. Yeah, I mean, who wants to be told they can't do anything or what to do and what not to do, whether you're an introvert or not? So yes, I enjoy my time reading, but... If that's the only thing I am allowed to do, <laughs> yeah, Gets not dull. fun anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, freedom of choice, I mean, this is something that we all desire, regardless of whether you're an introvert, extrovert, or somewhere in between. So needless to say, for those of us who are creatures of habit and don't like constant change, which probably is most of us, this is a stressful time. With no specific end in sight, I bet stress is at an all-time high, Mm -hmm. like mine. Yeah, so what does stress do to a marriage? Does it make it or does it break it? This is the question that we want to wrestle through on today's podcast, where we're going to be unpacking four keys to surviving marital stress. I mean, we're even beginning to see some stats come out of China, which is the first country to be quarantined from the coronavirus, and believe it or not, Divorce rates have skyrocketed uh, once the quarantine was lifted. With social distancing and isolation precautions in place, 
People are mm, stuck. <laughs> yeah, really stuck with their spouses and children in close proximity, which eliminates the necessary space many of us actually feel like we need between our partners. Yeah, it's such an interesting time because other than vacation and when you're on vacation, whether it's a staycation or you're actually going somewhere, it's a change of scenery. You're doing stuff together as a family. You're experiencing, mm-hmm. right? It's not life as normal now altogether, but you're doing something else. It's a break. But now, I mean, other than that vacation, when do families all stay together all the time? Uh, never. (laughs) Yeah, right? Especially if it's like, no, life has to go on as normal. You just have to do it in the same house. Right. And I really appreciate the friends who have been talking to us who are homeschooling. And they keep saying, y'all, this is not actually homeschooling. We are living a completely different life. Because with homeschooling, you actually get to go out. You get to even drop your kids off at a tutorial. And you can go and do your own thing. Pick up groceries, grab a coffee, so on and so forth. So they are people who you would think won't quote actually stay home and choose to live life at home this is not normal for them either yeah so does distance actually make the heart grow fonder (laughs) that's a really good question daniel and i would say yes and no i've been reading a few articles from divorce lawyers i can uh link those into the episode show notes that's in between.org slash episode 95 and one of the lawyers says this A quarantine experience, particularly where there are underlying issues of resentment and poor communication, could be devastating to a marital relationship. Now, this is a particularly interesting quote, right? Because the lawyer who said this uh, is the one who actually inspired the character, the female divorce lawyer's character in that that movie, Marriage Story. Story, Exactly. So she compared the situation to couples who, after enduring the forced togetherness of the holidays, seek divorce in January, which is actually, I didn't know this, a very busy month for divorce lawyers. Really? Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, think about it. Perhaps your coping skills within your marriage involve going out with friends to bash your spouse. Uh, Please don't do that. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) I have been with others. (laughs) I have been with others who have, and that's something that they've actually bonded over just bashing their spouses. Don't recommend it, but been there. Uh, Or perhaps it's easier to take out your anger or disappointment on the golf course or on the basketball court rather than face-to-face in your marital relationship. And perhaps in your marriage, you have such a fun time together with your spouse because you're always out on double dates with with others Mm -hmm. or or you're doing something that's keeping you busy. But the amount of time that you're face-to-face just communicating with one another without someone else... When you think about the last year, two years, three years, I mean, how much time did you actually spend doing that? And if there wasn't a lot of that, mm-hmm. then perhaps that's it's what that's actually what's leading to some of this marital stress. Yeah, definitely. It's easy to forget what we love about our spouses and why we love them when we are faced with them 24-7. For some relationships, this forced time together is bringing up issues that actually have been bubbling underneath the surface, but there hasn't been a catalyst to see it you know, volcano erupt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So in these stressful and scary times, we need to be aware of how we're responding to one another. I mean, we are literally in a moment of time that is going to be written down in the history books that our children, that our children's children are going to be referring to. So remember, while we've all experienced stress at varying levels in our marital relationships, No one has ever experienced what our world is going through at this time. 
Yeah, you're right. And while these feelings of fear, anxiety, and stress come with the territory of unexpected times, it does not have to break our relationship. So we wanted to give you these four keys to help during the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, how to survive the marital stress during this time. So let's start with number one. Validate one another's feelings about the coronavirus and its aftermath. Some of us are more emotionally in tune with our feelings than others. We can even see it in our children. Right, Daniel? Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. We are all going oh, through a stressful time. Yes. yes. And in the near yeah. future, we actually will be talking about the Enneagram and what we look like in stress and health and coping skills that way. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, because it's not just marital stress. It's family stress. <laughs> yeah, too. very much so. Even the dog is looking a little bit ragged. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. If you're not following us on social media at In Between Show, please go there on our Instagram account because... Teddy's having a rough oh, time. Yes, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, with that being said, some of us want to stay in our feelings and interpret the world and what is going on around us through our emotions. And others of us are just thinking our way through the world or even just pushing our emotions away. So even if in your mind, your spouse is having irrational thoughts or reacting in a way that you don't understand first, I mean, they need to know that you're listening, right? That you care. So, for example, there was a few days ago where I just felt really low energy. I was sad. I was missing my friends. I was missing life how it used to be. And I was just really in a funk. Yeah. And honestly, knowing you and knowing the fact that you're an extrovert and you just hadn't had a lot of adult time or conversation time with your friends... Because honestly, it's, 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 I mean, you're bearing the weight of the homeschooling mm-hmm. and you're doing that and you're also producing our podcast. And for some reason, we now have two episodes a week. <laughs> so like Who's gonna do the most stressful time <laughs> of the entire world. Yeah, we decided to put two episodes out per week. But yes, if you haven't checked out those episodes, be sure to uh, check those mini episodes out because they're great. But they are having, really yes, helpful. but having said that, right in the midst of all of that, I was like, well, Christina, it's probably because you're not actually, you're not connecting with your friends. So why don't you Zoom with them? Why don't you Facetime with them? And my blessed husband, he is so sweet and really has good ideas. Um, but I literally just looked at him and I said, "Baby," I was like, "I don't actually want you to fix this situation. I just want you to know how I feel and mm. just to." Maybe be sad with me a little bit about how life is different. Yes. Yeah. So that was a a good wake up call for me. I'm glad you said that. Uh, And I did apologize. And we were able to just sit together and talk about our emotions and how things were going. And because there's a lot of, I mean, us both being Enneagram threes, I Mm -hmm. know we're both future oriented and, and I have more of a tendency to push my feelings down and just get on with the next thing. So I think it was a really meaningful time for us. Oh, for sure. And I think we talked about it before in previous episodes. It was my bid. Mm. It was my bid to you to tell you how I'm feeling and to show emotion. And by you just coming at it and being like, let's fix this, wasn't the response I was looking for. At the same time, you're not a mind reader. And so I need to, and it is a courageous step for me, Mm. I need to take that next step and give you that next bid of, hey, baby, this is not what I need. But this is quote unquote this is actually what i need yeah exactly i mean the fact is we're not mind readers and especially when you're with each other 24 7 and the emotions are high and everyone's feeling because here's the thing right i mean with this pandemic that we're in 
all of our stress levels, everything is up and to the right. And while we may not recognize that, we're all experiencing this greater measure of stress. It's like the waterline has gone up because of the constant news and constant isolation, constant all of that stuff. So to think that that's not coming into your marriage or the way that you react with your kids or, or interact with your kids, I mean, it's 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 a little bit naive to think that it's not affecting you. So when you are with your spouse or as you are with your spouse a lot, just understand that you're not a mind reader. Your spouse isn't a mind reader either. So when they seem hurt or you feel hurt, make that bid. Express your emotions. Don't expect them to guess it for you, but uh, verbalize that. So if you're not actually sure what your spouse wants you to suggest or how they want you to help, literally just ask them. Mm -hmm. Perhaps it is advice that they would like. Perhaps it's a hug. Perhaps it's a, I need to know that you're scared too. Yeah, so show grace to one another, right? And ask grace when you need it. Uh, some psychologists also suggest during these times that you can look back at your previous difficult times uh, to see how you've overcome them together. And that can be a great measure of encouragement. So for example, we've mentioned this a few times, but uh, at one point during this time, I was just lamenting and grieving and just saying, this is literally the hardest thing I have ever experienced. And then looking back, I'm like, but wait, we actually made it through homelessness and unemployment at the same time. Mm. And while this is- With a newborn baby. (laughs) Exactly, with a five-month-old baby. So moving from a different country. Yes. So while it's important to validate the feelings that we have now, yes, this is hard. We also need to realize and remember that we did get through that tragedy. We did get through that hard time. And we have tools to be able to use now to get through this difficult time. So take some time to brainstorm together about how the two of you have coped in the past with minor and major crises. Remind each other, have these open conversations, these dialogues of those solutions with the past ones that you've gone through and and how you coped through those to uh, actually lean into that and, and use those skills in this present situation. So maybe you're looking back and be like, uh, we did make it through those hard times, but we did not have good coping skills and we did not have good tools to make it through in a positive manner. Don't hesitate to look into telehealth and teletherapy. This is huge now because of the social distancing that a lot of these therapies and counselors have gone online. So maybe you don't even have to find one that's in your state because you just feel embarrassed or you don't want somebody in your city that you might bump into while you're grocery shopping once every two weeks. Now you may be able to go even across provinces or state if your insurance takes care of that. Yeah. And Christina didn't say telepathy. It was teletherapy. <laughs> yeah. Like telephone therapy. Yeah, yeah so. exactly. Telecounseling. No, we're not that kind of podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So <laughs> uh, just to wrap up this point, uh, there have also been companies that are providing their services for free too. So uh, really, especially helping those in the helping fields as well, like nurses and doctors and the like. So that is the first key to surviving marital stress during this time, validating one another, uh, one another's feelings about the coronavirus and its aftermath. The wait is over. Find out what happens in the thrilling conclusion of the 12th Dead Sea Squirrels book, Babylon Breakout. Hi, I'm Mike Naraki, co-creator of VeggieTales, voice of Larry the Cucumber, and author of The Dead Sea Squirrels. Get ready for more daring rescues and hilarious jokes as Merle and Pearl and their animal friends embark on a ridiculous mission to bust the kidnapped Gomez family out of Babylon. 
a Bible-themed amusement park with talking animals. Young readers will love the nutty misadventures of 10-year-old Michael and his friends and will learn all about biblical life lessons such as forgiveness and friendship. Read all 12 Dead Sea Squirrels books. Available wherever books are sold. The second one is to give each other space. Mm-hmm. Which is a hot commodity right now, right? Mm. So even if both of y'all have been working from home since you've been together, this is a completely different ballgame. You aren't going to the coffee shop when you just want like a five minute break. And even some places where you're walking around the neighborhood, you know, the neighbors are spying on you and about to call the police. <laughs> so you may not feel safe doing that, right? Yeah, it's interesting. When we were living in Tennessee, the company I worked for had a work from away policy where we could work from away it wasn't called wfh like work from home it was work from away where we would do that a couple days a week because we could do that from starbucks or sometimes from home and and sometimes for us i would be working from home and by the time the right before the kids got home from school i'd go out to a coffee shop if Mm -hmm. i had important meetings because i didn't think it was always fair for them to come home and me be like, no, don't talk to me until I'm done work. And they're like, what? I don't understand. But you're home, Daddy. Exactly. And at least in our home in Nashville, there's a door <laughs> my office. Right now, we don't, we do not have a door on Open my concepts. office. Yes. Right. So even if you've been doing this, uh, it really is, it really is a different ball game. Being together in a home, especially when the kiddos are there in the picture without with or without uh, noise-canceling earphones is stressful because both spouses can't really put on those noise-canceling earphones and let the kids fend for themselves. Right. Well, maybe if they're older. <laughs> but <laughs> not, not, in this not at the age yet. of our kids. Nope. <laughs> yes. So even for me, as Christina is bearing the weight and of homeschooling, I can, in a sense, put mine on and concentrate. But even then, it's not for extended periods of times because the kids want to say hi, they want to mm-hmm. come and they want to ask me a question. And I don't want to always say no, 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 no. So in light of all of those things, we took some time to find ways and discuss ways that we can give each other space. So we'll look at our calendar and be like, hey, I'm actually on a really important Zoom call where it's not okay for the kids to pop in and out and be like, hi, how are you? So, you know, from 10 or 11, from 10 to 11, the kids need to be, you'll go downstairs and the kids will not be present for that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Then there's other times where we're fitting in lunch together. We're like, hey, you know, we're in meetings from two to four, but before that we can do lunch together as a family. So let's do that. Yeah. And this is also really important for the kids uh, because they're honestly most likely not used to spending so much time together. So through the course of your day, you need to implement times where they're not physically together. Like for example, right now, as we are podcasting, the kids are all in their own rooms having quiet time. And that's actually something that's a part of the regular five days a week school life for them or the school schedule for them. Yep. After lunch, they go into their room for an hour and they can, you know, play puzzles and read and listen to audiobooks and so on and so forth. And just because we've realized that seeing each other 24-7 is they just need a brain break from that and an emotional break from that as well. I've also realized that I am a better mom, a better friend, and a better wife if I take every day to work out and have quiet time with God. So usually I wake up early to work out and to pray and read the Bible and have a hot cup of coffee, which has been really, really nice, you know, not having to go to the microwave every two hours and kind of get that. (laughs) I get it all in the morning. Uh, Of course, we need to be flexible with that. But the main point is if you need your own time, you need to carve that out for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Now, we did record an episode 
early on about blocks, time blocks, and how to work with time blocks or set up time blocks uh, in your marital relationship. So I think even now, precisely now, that's going to be a great exercise to do if you aren't aware of that, because then guilt-free, you can say, oh yeah, no, this is my time, this is your time, individual time, and you guys can still retain that as a couple too. Yep. So if you want to find that, that's inbetween.org slash episode 95, and we will link to that previous episode. All right. So that's the second key to surviving marital stress, giving each other space. The third one is keep the romance alive. Now, uh, even this morning, you asked me, Dan, you're like, when's the last time you saw a couple date picture go out? Yeah, like people just doing like a couple selfie. Yeah. 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 No one. No one's doing that anymore. Yeah, exactly. Because we're all stuck out. All our PJs on the bottom. (laughs) Wait, my date night looked the same as last week and the week before. So how do you date, Christina? How do we date when we're stuck at home and can't go out? Well, I think there's a few things that we're not going to talk about specifically date night, but there are things that we can do to keep the romance alive. We would suggest, and we've done this ourselves, is that if we can keep our work and meetings outside of the bedroom, I know that's not always possible, but perhaps that's something that we can create a space where our bedroom is only for intimacy and sleep. Instead of looking into our bedroom and in the corner, there's a stack of piles of papers and receipts and you look at that and you feel stressed and then you look at your bedroom and it's a mess and it just causes a whole frenzy of emotion. So if we can keep our bedroom as just a place for sleep and intimacy, I think that would bring peace into our into our marriage. Yeah, and that also applies to TV as well. I mean, the studies do show that couples are less intimate with one another when there's a TV on the in the bedroom because it's there. It's a distraction. It's a, oh, you know, we're bored. Let's just turn it on or watch something. So that's also something to keep in mind as you keep the romance alive. So, Christina, uh, <laughs> it's funny, right? I mean, this time oddly feels a bit familiar to us, not because... We've experienced physical distancing before, but because when we had next to no money, we couldn't afford to go out, right? Yeah, we couldn't afford true. to pay for your, pay for babysitting or re- really even order a takeout meal. So we had to be creative. Mm-hmm. I remember those days. <laughs> we had two young kids at home and personally, I felt stuck sometimes as well. So I really looked forward to date night in. Um, A few things that we would do, we would still dress up like we were going on a date. I would change out of my daytime PJs (laughs) (laughs) and I would take a shower and do makeup and just feel in a way to me that I would feel beautiful and even sexy. So do you remember some of the things we would do, Daniel? Yeah, I mean, we'd learn new things together. We'd play board games with one another, paint, learn how to make a new meal together. Sometimes we'd feed the kids, put them to bed, and then just something simple. And then we would go out and create a meal with one another Mm -hmm. or or we even, you know, sometimes recreate dates from our past too. Right. Some of my favorite memories are um, we would go outside when it was nice and have a fire. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And we would just sit by the fire and cuddle and listen to the sparks of the wood and all of that, the crackles of the wood and just spend time talking to one another or even just gazing up at the stars. So we want to encourage you to do something together that 
distracts you from the current situation and puts your eyes on each other instead of the news on your phones, right? So what makes you laugh? <laughs> Do that, right? Go on a walk, hold hands, get that vitamin D, let that fresh air get into your lungs, have that physical contact with one another. And if you don't know your spouse's love language, you can find that out, right? I mean, we're gonna, we'll post a link on our show notes where we've talked about all of that in between.org slash episode 95. So be sure to know what that is uh, and have a conversation about that. That's a date night in and of itself. And if you do know, just this is a simple reminder to remember to speak that language often. All right. So we've looked at three keys so far. The first one being validate one another's feelings about the coronavirus and its aftermath. Key number two, give each other space. Key number three, keep the romance alive. And key number four, Daniel? Is help each other find your new normal. Now, while we know that this time won't last forever, please, Lord, let it be. Uh, None of us know the timeline, right? We don't know. We absolutely have no idea, especially because sometimes, or not even sometimes, the news is talking about a second wave and a third wave Mm -hmm. and whatever that looks like, right? So we have to adapt. We have to be flexible, which is... Yeah, I get it. It's obviously more easier said than done. What's helped for our family is to discuss the things that we can control versus the things we can't control. Um, Maybe this is something that you want to make a list together of those things, whether this is a date night or whether this is sort of a family meeting over a meal. So some things that we can't control. um, We can't control the financial market. We cannot control when this will be over. We cannot control... The weather. (laughs) Especially in Edmonton, it's still snowing, y'all. Yeah, we can't control the long-term economic effects and impacts of this mm-hmm. right we can't control that we can't control whether school public school is going to start or, or when it's going to start or when we're going to gather together physically as a church or not we can't control these things but there are things that we can control mm-hmm. we can control what we eat yeah we can control what we consume maybe how much we consume in terms of the news and social media we can control what we decide to do in terms of movement whether that be outdoors or indoors and exercise. We can control how much time we spend together. We can control how we react to one another. We can control how we apologize to one another when we've reacted in a way that is not great for us or the relationship. Yeah. I mean, the fact is, this is not a vacation. (laughs) This is not a nightmare, even though sometimes it might feel like that. This is something that you need to set a new schedule for. Your days need to look different. We can't just lament about the past. Yes, it's okay to wrestle with that, but we can't stay in that because we have to survive. Life is continuing to go on. So I think now, especially more than ever, if you haven't been exercising, now is the time that you have to start. This is not even a suggestion. I mean, this is like, you have to do this because just think about how much less movement we're getting when we're in our homes. And yeah, going to the office, to the car, out of the car, to lunch, whatever. I mean, there's a lot of natural walking that isn't usually enough exercise that we get, but at least it's movement, right? If we're at our home, at our desk, at this, and and especially for us as Enneagram Threes, like we can just sit and work and just forget about everything else and not move. Yeah, so I mean, it's so important that we are 
moving that we are exercising that we are getting that and and for us we like to take family walks when the weather's nice other than that i mean you and i are both spinning in the morning at home and and the kids are watching a a kids bop workout video (laughs) video. yeah they dance for like 30 minutes and i mean that's not the be all end all of their exercise but they're doing something. So we need to be doing this because our movement is so low these days. And without that exercise, I mean, it's just going to lead to a greater measure of stress that will then take out on each other or in other means. Mm -hmm, Exactly. So I think another thing that we can do and we can control is really to count our blessings. Um, I love this quote by Ann Voskamp, who wrote the book, 1000 Gifts. The book is literally a celebration of grace and a recognition of the power of gratitude, which I think we we all could use right now. So she says we can only feel one emotion at a time. So it's impossible to give thanks and feel fear or anger at the same time. This is something that we've asked one of our children to do even before this COVID because she tends to see the world in a negative way. And so a friend gave her a gratitude journal. And so every night before bed, she chooses three things that she's thankful for and she writes it down. And when she's upset, she can go and look at those three things that she's thankful for for every day and it just lifts her spirits up. So that's something that we can all do, maybe as a personal exercise ourselves or as a family thing, that we can start a gratitude journal and remind ourselves, of what we have, what we still have, instead of what we don't have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And lastly, we can pray together, right? We can pray together, we can pray for one another, and we can also breathe. If you haven't checked out our mini episode one on breathing, we'll put that in the show notes, but you can just go to your um, your podcast app and just select that mini episode on breathing because that's an exercise that is going to help you get centered. It's an exercise that's going to help you uh, be in tune with where you're at and center yourself on God. So we want to encourage you to walk through that. It's not just a listening, it's a participative uh, podcast. So yeah. Well, that brings us to an end of this episode. Next week, Christina, what are we going to be talking about on episode 96? On episode 96, we have the privilege of interviewing Catherine Parks, and she is going to help us learn how to raise strong and empowered children, even amidst all this stress. All right. So be sure to subscribe if you haven't yet done so. And if there's a friend or a family member or maybe your spouse who is not listening into this podcast yet, we'd appreciate if you send a link to this episode in between.org slash episode 95. You can just text that to them or you can hit the share button on your favorite podcasting app and send that to them right away. We would be deeply appreciative if, if you share the news. Oh man, we've been like practicing social distancing even before it was cool, right? We can share this. <laughs> and you don't even have to see the other person you're totally safe <laughs> look at that oh that's awesome all right we'll we'll catch you guys next week this episode was brought to you in part by just these guys you know a pastor and a psychologist team up to break down scripture and psychology empowering you to transform by the renewing of your mind listen today at justtheseguys.podbean.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Just these guys, you know?